2: All right, Ferrell, back on coast-to-coast. Oh, what do we have here? Mafia's hanging out with Carver High in New York City. What, are you going to go watch the Islander game with him tonight? Have you crossed over from the Rangers? Going to go start rooting for the communists?
3: Of course not. I would rather die.
2: All right. Thank God for that, at least. Well, do me a favor and smash him in the face for me while you're standing there. Uh, Font defeats Garbrandt by decision on Saturday night at UFC Fight Night. Break it all down for me.
3: Man, this was a hell of a fight. He put on a clinic font. We talked about that 6 inch reach event he was going to have, even though he was the same height as Garbrandt. And he just picked him apart. He used that perfectly, using that jab. And so many guys, they just go for the big shots. They just want to knock guys out. They want to just go throw the haymakers. The jab is your best weapon. It sets everything up, and he showed that, Rob Font Just constantly picking apart Garbarant. You know, with the jabs and set up the bigger shots. He landed the most shots he's ever landed significant strike-wise in a fight. And Garbarant was just, you know, he couldn't do anything. He got a couple takedowns. He had a couple shots. You know, actually pressed the action the fifth. But, you know, remember, this guy was coming off a bad case of COVID, lingering things from that over the last couple months. He had a, you know, big injury besides that that he was coming off of. So he was obviously not at 100% where he was at, not where he used to be as a champion. And Font just did whatever he wanted. Then also on that card, he had Esparza. Finally looked good. You know, she's had four fights in a row before this, but the last two were by split decision. It was just boring. Drag you down, you know, just hold you down. Nothing that was dominant, nothing that was, you know, violent. This one, she actually got violent. She got on top. She got the takedowns and then threw some nasty elbows, caused some blood. It was a good performance by her. And then, of course, Hermanson also with a big fight by him, shutting down uh, Shabazian. Of course, we talked about him, you know, against Bronson, how this kid is a hype. He's got some nice knockout power, but he didn't have a gas tank, didn't know what to do with guys that wanted to take him down. And that's what Hermanson did. He smothered him and got the decision win there as well.
2: Wow. I saw, yeah, the Hermanson. I thought he looked really good uh, on Saturday night. So Dana has said that Michael Chandler and Gatchy would be a fun fight. Is that going to be put together?
3: It might be i mean we have gachi waiting in the wings i think we'll have to see what happens with what happens with the poirier and mcgregor fight obviously you know that all depends on who wins that fight because i think either those guys could be a great fight for Gachi as well maybe even better than chandler because you know chandler does have a great wrestling background as well so there's a chance that if you get him in that fight against Gachi, he's smart enough to say well i don't want to take shots from this guy i'm going to take him down i know that we you know i've seen so much stand up from him but he does have that meanwhile you know mcgregor and poirier they're just gonna throw it down in the middle of the cage. So no matter how you mix and match this with Chandler, with Gachi, with Poirier, with McGregor, you know, of course, whoever loses that, because the winner's probably gonna get a title shot. You got some very interesting magics that can come up in the lightweight division.
2: So our old buddy Oscar De La Hoya uh, wants to uh, fight Dana White, and he says he'll beat his ass. But you know, Dana's never gonna fight him.
3: Yeah, he probably will because Dana's not a fighter. He's a promoter, which is what Oscar should be doing right now. But he instead, he wants to be a fighter again for some reason. You can talk all you want. Why? Because you're pissed off that he wouldn't let GSP fight for you? I mean, that's ridiculous. That You wouldn't let me have this guy fight me, so now I want to fight you. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Just more of Oscar De La Hoya, as per usual, running his mouth to try to get attention because people are forgetting about him. Where's Canelo? Not with him anymore. So who else does he have?
2: No one uh usman says connor's not a champion just a regular fighter i'm sure that'll uh sit well with mcgregor
3: well listen he's, he's half right he is a champion i'm uh, not a champion but he's not a regular fighter either usman is right that this guy doesn't have a belt you know he doesn't have a good record in his last couple fights here he lost to poor a. he you know beat cowboy before that loss to khabib so he's lost two of his last three he's not a champ shouldn't even be near a championship fight even if he wins this fight honestly but he is not a regular fighter by any means. You see the pay-per-view numbers every time this guy fights, no matter how many times he loses. You saw the money he made fighting McGregor. This guy is not a regular fighter. He brings in the Bucco Bucks no matter when, who or when he steps in that cage.
2: We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 204, Mightier 1090 in San Diego near Tijuana. Do you want sports map radio, sports byline, armed forces radio. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's for all Coast to Coast. We're talking the fight game with Mafia, Brian Ciano. Uh... Felder announced his retirement. Paul Felder on Saturday night, and that got everybody all excited.
3: I mean, he's an exciting fighter. People love getting in, you know, him getting in there and mixing it up because he's always down to trade. You always love those kind of fighters. But I, I like his stance here. He's smart. The way he said, it. he's like, listen, you know, I lost two fights in a row. I know at 37 years old, I'm probably not getting back into the title picture. So what am I doing? If I'm not going to fight for a title, why am I going to put myself through the, you know, the abuse of training or the abuse of fighting? He's like, I'm good right now where I'm at, my head wise, you know, injury wise. But if I get back in that cage a couple more times, you know, it just probably could end up bad for me. He doesn't want to be a guy like Cowboy Cerrone that just has fought, you know, multiple fights past his prime. He doesn't want to be the one of those guys that just hangs around for a paycheck. He's got the broadcasting gig with the UFC. He's happy where he's in life, so why keep doing it to himself?
2: Cyborg looked good, but uh, Leslie Smith gave her a fight on Friday night.
3: She did. She stuck with her all the way. And then all of a sudden, the fifth, it just added up. She did a big shot, knocked it down, finished her off. But you got to give Lady Smith credit because, you know, there are very few people who can stand in a cage for five rounds to Chris Cyborg. And she did it almost the whole way, almost made it the whole way, gave her some problems at times. But in the end, Cyborg just does what she does and beats everybody in front of her.
2: Josh Taylor, the Scottish fighter, beat the crap out of Jose Ramirez on Saturday night. He got all the belts now, 18-0. That guy's for real, those hands.
3: He is, and, and what matters the most is what you said. He has all the belts. The first unified champion in forever. That's why I want this fight between Joshua and Fury. That's why I want these guys in these you know smaller weight divisions that are talking about getting together in super fights. Canelo and our boy Caleb Plant. I want that because I want undisputed champions. I'm tired of you know four guys with belts in every division, that won't fight each other because they're afraid of losing those. I want guys to step up and say I want every belt. I want to be the only champ, and that's what you got on Saturday.
2: And now we got Haney and Linares this week on zone. That's going to be a good fight. I love Devin Haney.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. You know, this is going to be starting what we get like a big summer here. We talked about all those fights coming up on Showtime. We've looked at that schedule. And this is not on Showtime, but it's, you know, precluding those. Then we get into all those big fights that we can't wait for
1: all summer.
2: Yeah, and we're going to go see Pacquiao and Errol Spence live. How's that sound? So, all back on Coast to Coast. cover. I have no problem diving back into this NBA. I know we uh, talked a little bit with Sal, and we talked with Coach Young, uh, but I want to get into it more with you. So, uh, let's talk about uh, everything that played out this weekend.
5: Yeah, NBA, Scotty, this weekend, all of the game ones in effect. Let's start with the Knicks and the Hawks. The Hawks take game one at the Garden, 107-105. Trey Young hits the runner with nine tenths of a second left in the game. Gets the Pharrell U chance from the massive Garden crowd. He had 32. Let's hear him first, Scotty. He embraces being a villain at the world's most famous. Uh, I definitely know the history um, of players coming in here, uh, being hated, uh, and that's like I said, I, I
4: take that as a as a compliment, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, I'm doing something right if you, you hate me this much. So, I mean, I just embrace it and, uh, and focus, focus on my team and help my team win. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, we'll get the last laugh if we do that.
2: Well, I, he should be careful with all of those proclamations. But I'll tell you what. Uh, I said this to Coach Young. I mean, the – Dribble, drive, roll, lob, and and floaters that he's hitting and the ability to get the call and the and ones and to get to the line where he shoots 90-some percent. I mean, this guy is killing the Knicks. I know it's only one game, but know this. I understand how good the Knicks were defensively against the two and the three ball, Mike, but they cannot stop this guy. In all three games that they played him, he was a problem. In the 137-127 overtime win, he was a problem. Uh, Rose is phenomenal what he's doing, but he's too old to guard him, and you could see it. He can't stop him. The kid is too fast. He's 22 years old. Rose is playing phenomenal, and he's still got game, but he doesn't have that lateral quickness that this kid has, the ability to burn you on the dribble drive, jump step, Drop step, go, he is too fast for everyone. I actually do not believe the Knicks have one player. I, they tried to put Nilla Kina on him. Nilla Kina. I can't even believe he's still on the team, let alone stopping Trey Young. This guy is a problem for Thibodeau defensively. He's got to figure it out or they're going to lose the series.
5: Have absolutely nobody that can guard him. Julius Randle only had 15 points, says that he needs to be better. Wow. Big assessment there from Randall. Here he is. He knows that the Knicks are going to be in for a battle in this series. Uh, uh,
3: it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we would have liked to get the win on our home court, but uh, we knew coming in would be a tough series. So um, that's why you got to be uh, uh, strong-minded, uh, level-headed, even kill, um, and realize it's the first of four.
2: Listen, here's the deal. Uh, people must be stupid or something, which they are, uh, you don't think the Hawks are going to try to stop Julius Randle in a playoff game in Game One of a series? Listen, when teams play regular season games, they don't care if this guy has thirty. And that's it's showtime every night. Guys in the NBA getting paid millions to put on a show. In the playoffs, there's no more letting anybody do anything. Then they finally play defense. They have schemes to stop guys like Randall. They did a hell of a job. Instead of everybody blaming Randall in New York, is what they're doing today, blaming how bad he sucks. Instead of seeing what the Hawks did to him defensively, he never had good looks. He was taking stupid shots with guys all over him. I thought Atlanta did a great job defensively. Nate McMillan, incredible coaching, great D. They give no respect whatsoever, New Yorkers or basketball fans, to the Atlanta Hawks. This is a good team. They are a problem because they can drive and finish, drive and lob dunk. They have size. They can block shots, defend, and rebound. And they have great shooters in Golinari and Bogdanovich. Lou Williams can score on anybody, anywhere. In fact, he just scored 10 points right now on your lover. Lou just scored 10 right now having wings at Magic City. Lou can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. The Hawks are a good team. They're a problem. And Randall has to figure out a way to get space to get shots because he had no space and no good looks, and that's why he had a bad night. Boom. Mic drop.
5: Elsewhere yesterday, the Suns take game one from the Lakers in Ooh. Phoenix, 99-90. to 90. D-Book. Getting involved. Drops 34. Here he is Ooh. after the game. It's only one game. Let's not get crazy here. We still have a lot of work to do. Your boy, D-Book.
3: I don't think you can make statements, you know, versus a team like this, you know, the defending champs. Um, they've they've been down this road before. But, you know, we, we just have to worry about ourselves, honestly. And, You know, just come in with the, you know, ready to play for a full 48 minutes. And then that's it.
2: This is simple, if you ask me. The Lakers had to play the Warriors, and that game was so incredible. It, it was like tree sap. It took it out of them. And so they got run out of the building yesterday in Phoenix. That was as simple as I've ever seen it. They were not ready, after playing that game with the Warriors, to run with those young Flyers they got on the Suns. That is a young, fast team with one old guy, CB3. That's it. Crowder's not old. He's a veteran, but he's not old. The rest of that team is very young and athletic. They ran him out of the building. Game two will show you everything you need to know if the Lakers are for real or not again this year in the postseason because I guarantee that they are going to show up for game two, and you're going to see a LeBron. He'll go up at least 7 to 10 points from 18 to 28. I won't be surprised at all. And, and there's no way in hell Davis is having 13 points in game two. So get ready. The series begins tomorrow night.
5: Chris Paul injured his shoulder in the game. He says he's going to be good to go for game two. You mentioned Anthony Davis, 13 points. He was awful. Here he is after the game, taking all the blame for the Laker loss.
3: Having free throws, 15 threes, nine layups. We, just, we gave up eight offensive rebounds to Aiden alone. Um, We held that team to, I mean, uh, 99 points. We played good good defensively, and we gave them a ton of points as well. You know, a couple transition. They had 16 transition points in the first half. Um, You know, like I said, second chance points. Um, So we just got to be better on that end. But uh, there's no way we're winning a game, um, let alone a series, you know, with me playing the way I play. So, I mean, this is on me. Um, I take forward responsibility for sure. Uh, it would be better game too.
2: You know, one of the problems I have Carver High is everybody acts like the Lakers have won 4 championships in a row like they're this vaunted team like the you know <laughs> Warriors were when they had their, their dynasty run. The Lakers were terrible until they got Davis. They were terrible and even LeBron was on that team that was terrible. Now they have a good team. But they won one title in a bubble, but everybody treats them like they've won four in a row. They are not as good as everybody thinks they are. And if they were, they wouldn't have finished seventh. And then everyone will say injuries. Well, it's because LeBron's old, no doubt. He finally got injured. And Davis is as soft as marshmallows, and everybody knows it. That guy gets injured every year and sits multitudes of games. So I'm not like fearful of this team like, oh, God. Oh, the Lakers, oh, you know, because they act like it's no big deal they lost. They act like this thing's in the bag. They got it in the bag. The Lakers have nothing in the bag, okay? Absolutely nothing. Take a really good look at their season. They sucked the whole year. Now all of a sudden they're going to kick everyone's ass. I love how they're favored in every game they play and the series and everything else. Meanwhile, they laid an egg yesterday, but I think it was because they retired from the Warrior game. We'll see how good they are tomorrow.
5: Anthony Davis also said he doesn't give a Pharrell about critics who say that he's soft. Frank Vogel thought that Chris Paul's box out on LeBron was a dangerous play, caused a bit of a scrum there in the game. And LeBron violated NBA protocols by attending an event with Drake, but he got no punishment, Scotty. No suspension for LeBron, no fines. Everything's just fine. I wonder what would have happened if anybody else did that.
2: It's a joke. Everyone else sits. He does whatever he wants because he runs the league and Adam Silver's afraid of him. Uh, You know, actually, LeBron is the commissioner.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Got to admit, that was an impressive Grizzlies win in Salt Lake Shakers on Sunday, Carver High.
5: It certainly was, 112-109, to and we had the Jazz live, plus five and a half late in the fourth quarter. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) Rudy Gobert did foul out. He blamed the refs. No surprise there. Let's hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. He knows that the Jazz are better than what they did in game one. They said they had guys who could score with no Mitchell. They were wrong. Here's Quinn.
4: I think just our, you know, we've talked about competing and executing. You know, I thought we competed. I didn't think we executed on the level that we need to, um, you know, in this moment in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I think our guys know that, um, you know, we know the things we need to, to do better. got great hair, um, And that's really, that's what you take from it. it. does. You know, the, the biggest thing is we, we lost the game. You never thought about being um, a movie star. understand, you know, the things we either didn't do um, or need to do better. Um, in order I can't to, believe you to went correct out and come out and, and win game two.
2: He's too cool to have gone to Duke, isn't he? I mean, does he not look like he my is. wife would leave me in two seconds for that dude?
5: No, he looks like he could be a villain in like one of the Mission Impossible movies. You're right. He definitely does have some look to him. Uh, the Jazz are down 1-0. They're the one seed in the West. The Grizzlies are playing really good right now. The Sixers take game one from the Wizards, 125-118. to 118. Tobias Harris had 37. They go up one You were right. You talked to Coach about it. They did give him a, a tough game, and, and the Wizards will give him a push. They're not going to win the series, obviously, but the Wizards will give the Sixers a little bit of a push here, Scotty.
2: There's no doubt, and, uh, you know, Beal did his thing. I thought Westbrook was average in that game for sure. They don't really – Bertans hit some big shots, but they don't have anybody else that could put it in the hole. But I thought that uh, they did a number on, on JoJo until late. When he came in late, he had foul trouble. But when he came in late, he made all the big buckets that won him the game. I thought Embiid was the difference in the last ten minutes.
5: On Saturday, the Mavs take Game 1 in L.A. from the Clippers, 113-103. to Luca with 31, 10, and 11, the triple-double. Paul George claims that the Clippers aren't facing more pressure after their loss to the Mavs. That's what we call a liar, Scotty.
2: I don't think anyone listens to uh, Paul George anymore. Like, he's so full of it. Like, I think a guy can flat-out ball. There's no denying he can fill it up, and he can stop anybody, but... When he talks, no one listens because at the end of the day in his career, he's never mattered in the postseason, and that's just all there is to it. Here's another fact. Uh, if you don't start well in these games, you're screwed. I mean, the Mavs came out and just stuck it to him in the first, and they were in trouble the rest of the night. You've got to come out ready to play. Jump out early and get into the game. You cannot get down 12, 13, 15 points in the first and expect to just come back and be great. Because when you come back from that type of deficit, it sucks something out of you for the rest of the way. It takes something to come back from 10 or 15 down to get back in the game. And then you get rolled later when you run out of steam.
5: The Nets took game one from the Celtics, 104-93. Bit of a slow start for the Nets. They were down at the half. But the three amigos take over in the second half. KD had 32. Game two for that series tomorrow night. In Brooklyn, two games tonight over the weekend. Chris Middleton, buzzer beater, beat the Heat 109-107 in overtime. The Bucks take a 1-0 lead over Miami. Jimmy Butler said that they had a really rough shooting game, Scotty. I thought it was a great game. Uh, Bucs uh, came very close to, th- to blowing it at home. Uh, the Heat showed that they're going to be in this thing all the way to the end. Kind of a, a little bit like the bubble last year. Nice job. And now tonight we have a game two, four four and a half the line right now. That's what the Heat's going to be catching in Milwaukee.
2: This is a giant game tonight for the Heat. I think they need to win this game because I thought they were ripe for the pick to win that game in overtime against the Bucks. You get the late bucket from Butler to send it to overtime, you lose. Here's the deal. I thought they gave the Bucks all kinds of problems. And once again, the vaunted Milwaukee Bucks are struggling to win games in the playoffs. So if Miami's smart, tonight they'll steal one and go home to Miami with a chance to give Milwaukee big problems. I thought the Bucks played very average basketball in that game against Miami. Terrible from the field, terrible from the line. I mean, their free throw shooting was abysmal.
5: The Blazers took game one in Denver, 123-109, 18 from Mello. Dame time had a big game as well. Here he is talking about the game one win at the Pepsi can.
1: It was really Dame important, time. you know, I think. Um, Dame time. Anytime you start a series on the road, you're going into it thinking, you know,
3: Dame we time. need to at least win one. And uh, heading back Great home, time. we got to have one of those first two. And, um, you know, it's a, a major um, statement to to be able to get the first one. And,
2: um, Yo, I like your
3: you code. came in saying we was going to just, you know, play tough and um, try to take it a game at a time and, you know, we came out and we jumped out to a lead. So um, getting the first one is really important, but um, it's the first of four. And it's, you know, it's only going to get harder from here, but I think um, starting off with a win on a row was, you know, was great for us.
2: I told you uh, on this show last week, all week, uh, the Blazers are, and I've been saying it for weeks, uh, that they're the most dangerous team in the playoffs. Like the heat and, and the Blazers, both fives, very dangerous. Uh, look, Anytime you have Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Mello healthy, and you got a big that's violent like Nurkic, and they got all these other guys like Powell, and they're flat-out dangerous. They kick the Nuggets' ass. I think they're going to win the series. I mean, I'm not even questioning it. I think they'll win the series. I think tonight they might have problems because Denver has to win that game tonight. I bet Joker has a big game.
5: Yeah, game two tonight in Denver right now at Fanduel, This line has gone now to two. So we have the Blazers getting two tonight in the Pepsi can, total 226 and a half.
2: I got to take the Nuggets, even though I love the Blazers in the series. Denver absolutely cannot go down 0-2 on their home floor tonight. I expect them to get it done.
5: Now, I do have to give you, we love our parlays here on Coast to Coast. This is from Game 1 on Saturday night, an SGP at FanDuel. $100 into 22 k Look at this right here, Scotty. Same game parlay, all of that from the Blazer Nugget game. How do they do it?
2: I mean, to tell you, what am I? I'm living on the wrong side of the river. I got to hang around these winners, these guys with all these great bets, these great, gigantic, multiple-leg parlay, silent at the FD Sportsbook, coming up big.
5: If you, if you thought that one was good, how about this massive $200 first basket parlay that cashed? What did that cash for? $91,000, the zinger Robinson Kyrie all to score the first basket two hundred and ninety-one K. How about that?
2: I mean that is crazy. And did you see the guy? I think that was the guy that was wearing the uh the Vandal Diamond Ice yes. like chain. It was like the turnover chain in Miami. He had the Vandal rocket. That guy loves that free money from Vandal
5: unbelievable uh, adam silver wants the play in tournament to continue past this year much to the sh- uh, dismay of steph curry and lebron he also wants to do a mid-season tournament for teams with cash prizes i like the playing at the end scotty i don't know about the mid-season tournament how much teams are going to like that
2: a single elimination mid-season tournament uh the audacity of this guy like who does that in sports? In the middle of the season, they have a tournament to see who's the best so far. I don't think that makes sense. I, I think the players are going to fight it.
5: And uh, Kobe's game-worn Lakers rookie jersey sells for three point seven million at auction. I know you just missed out with that two point eight bid. So Kobe's rookie Laker jersey <laughs> yeah. goes for big money at that auction. All right, let's start the hockey, and then we'll finish it after the break. This Jet, this Oiler team, Scotty, is unbelievable. The Jets complete the amazing comeback 5-4 in overtime. They go up 3-0 on the Jets. They were down 4-1 going into the third. They scored three goals in three minutes, including two in 16 seconds. Here is our boy, Connor McDavid, after the game on the crushing loss to go down 3-0 not
3: my boy uh, yeah i mean obviously it's uh, um, it's uh yeah i mean yeah it's uh, it's it's, it's obviously unfortunate um, you know we've dug ourselves a you know really big hole but um you know <laughs> what kind of hole of time. Um, that's all we can do at this point <laughs> we're not going to roll
1: over and and uh cornhole Leo. And dead on these guys i mean we 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 got to find a way to uh to get a win tomorrow night and uh and we'll take it from there
2: i mean honestly uh, how funny is it i think it's hilarious that the biggest superstar in the league allegedly can't win a game in the playoffs like bro you suck i mean like who cares anymore about Connor mcdavid he sucks so bad in the postseason i mean honestly like you can't even argue with anymore not only that he can't even talk he can't even like. He doesn't even know what to say, bro. You are just worthless. Like your team's so it's, finished. It's, it's not even funny.
5: They're done. It's it's <laughs> amazing because you know Drysaddle had two goals. McDavid had two assists. They finally score, but How then Mike move? Smith couldn't stop a Smith couldn't stop a beach ball in the third period. That's why they lost. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere the Predators even their series with Carolina another double overtime win for Nashville that's twos now Carolina has to pick things up they've done a bad job here in Nashville over the past couple games uh, the Avs swept the Blues 5-2 uh, they are done now that series Kadri got suspended eight games he'll miss the first six of next series when we come back we will talk about the Bruins eliminating the Caps and some sweet headwear from your boy Pasta and the Islanders and the Penguins at Pee <laughs> I
2: hate you
5: tonight. <laughs>
4: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in 1 minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
2: All right, Carver, hi, we continue with the hockey dialogue.
5: Yes, let's do that. The Bruins eliminate the Washington Capitals in 5 with a 3 to 1 win last night. David Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron get it done again for the Bees. Here's Pasternak after the game, sporting some tremendous headgear as he talks about the Bruins sending the Capitals home.
1: Your boy Pasternak. Oh. at the same time, uh, it, it's a lot of excitement, you know, going through your head. And, and uh, <laughs> these games are fun, obviously. How we said, uh, we've been together as a group for... for I need for that hat. And, and we've been to this game, so... Uh, it's really excitement, it's just just to focus to, to not to lose. He's your a focus, carnival you know? barker. And, uh, uh, keep playing <laughs> the right way, uh, which I, I think for the most part we did. Uh, we had a couple of uh, tough shifts uh, in, in today's game. But uh, you know at the end of the day, we got it done, and uh, overall it was a uh, heck of a Siri.
2: He said top shifts as opposed to us yes. that would say top shacks. In that situation, we would have been in trouble.
5: (laughs) Nice job by the Bruins as they handle the caps easily. The Capitals go out in the first round for the third year in a row, and Alexander Ovechkin's 13-year, $124 million contract officially comes to an end. He will be an unrestricted free agent this summer. We talk about these deals all the time in all sports, Scotty, these 13-, 15-year contracts, and usually the end of them are really bad, that's one that you actually got value out of all 13 years of a deal. Imagine that. Ovi didn't give him a bad year. He was good for 13 years.
2: He really was. And now uh, uh, your boy the Golden Muzzy says he's going to sign with Vegas in the offseason.
5: It you is. You think he'll go now play now Vegas? Get... I, I've heard Vegas. I've heard people say he's going to come play with Trots again in the island. The Islanders have no, island nowhere near enough cap space to bring Alex Ovechkin. But that would be hilarious if he went and played in Vegas with the Knights. But he'll be back in Washington. He is the Capitals. I cannot see him leaving at all. Over the weekend as well on Saturday, the Islanders beat the Penguins 4-1. They even the series at 2. We'll talk about tonight in a moment. The Lightning beat the Panthers 6-2 in Game 4. They are up 3-1. Kucherov left the game after a cheap shot slash from Anthony Duclair, which sparked a whole bunch of brawls. At the end of that game, Vegas shut out the Wild four nothing. They are up three to one. The Leafs even the series with the Habs. Good news for Tavares, cleared of structural damage to his head, neck, and spine. We now must go to tonight's Gotti, and of course, we have to start at the PPG, a pivotal game five between the Islanders and the Penguins. Penguins minus a buck forty-two right now on Fanduel total. Five and a half. Let's start there, and then we'll run the other ones down later. What do you think about the Penguins tonight?
2: I got to tell you, I think they can uh, beat the Islanders tonight, and I won't be surprised at all if they uh, go back to the barn and lose on Wednesday, and then I won't be surprised at all if the Islanders win game seven in Pittsburgh. I don't think uh, tonight's tonight. If, if they win tonight, they're going to win uh, game six, and it'll be over. The Penguins have to win tonight because I still think they'll lose the series to the Islanders like they always do. It's just a lifetime of losing to them in the playoffs that I'm worried about. I don't even care about the now, the moment, in the present, uh, the series as it's uh, played out. You know, the Penguins won two in a row, and then the Islanders finally kicked their ass on Saturday or whatever. All I know is, in the end, they always lose to the Islanders in the playoffs – and I could see them losing a game seven. I could see the Islanders coming out and getting a, a lead in a game seven and then clamping down on them and beating them two to one uh, or three to two. It's going to be something like that. The Penguins have to win tonight. Tonight is gigantic for them. Otherwise, uh, they're going to die Wednesday. They won't even play a game seven in Pittsburgh. They're going to play seven if they win tonight because I guarantee you the Islanders aren't losing to the Penguins again at that barn.
5: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think it goes seven. I think the Penguins win tonight and the Islanders win Wednesday. And then uh, roll the dice. Who knows what will happen on Friday night uh, in Pittsburgh. Elsewhere tonight, Toronto is in Montreal. Uh, Leafs right now minus 164 at FanDuel. The Lightning go down time to out. Sunrise to try time to – time, cl- out. Time, time out. Time out. Time out. Time, time out. Time I
2: time out. got five left. Out. So now I know why you're not working uh, the radio show Friday night, because you're going to watch that game seven. Don't even lie to me, you liar. There's got to be. Untrue. That that is the reason. It's got to be the reason.
5: You're a liar. As Mafia will will confirm, this was in place long before the schedule came out for the Islander-Penguins series. So that is not the case. In fact, I might miss some of game seven on Friday night. So that's all you need to know about that. So that we don't. I don't even want to discuss it at this point. Uh, the Lightning, uh, the Lightning in Florida tonight. They will try to close out the Panthers. They are up three games to one. Spencer Knight, the rookie goalie for the Panthers, could be between the pipes tonight, Scotty. The Lightning minus one sixteen. The Jets will look to close out the Oilers in Farellapeg. Oilers a road favorite minus one eighteen, and the Knights will try to finish off the Wild at the T-Mobile minus a buck eighty.
2: Look, I think the Leafs are better than the Canadians any way you slice it. So I'm going to go Leafs tonight. I think the Lightning finish off the Panthers. I told you before, there is no home ice advantage in Sunrise, Florida, other than having a nice dinner across the street at the mall. Remember that always. I think the Oilers actually win tonight because I think the Jets, after that stunning comeback win, I think they believe in the back of their minds the series is over and that it's a sweep and they're going to bag it tonight. They'll get burned tonight because the Oilers should have won that game. They would have, should have, could have, but they didn't. I get it. But when you get four points from Dry Seidel and McDavid, you don't lose games. If they play remotely like they did the other night, here's what I would do if I were them. i get that Mike Smith and tell him to go to hell, get him the F out of the building. He, I wouldn't even let him play goalie. In fact, I would rather have no goalie or a walrus playing goal than that guy. I wouldn't let him near the goal tonight. If they start him, then they're going to get swept. If they don't, I say the Oilers win. And uh, Vegas is going to finish off the Wild tonight in Sin City, and everybody's going to end up sleeping with strippers. Shake it. Out.
5: The word out of the Edmonton Oilers morning skate was that Mike Smith will start again tonight. Oh, he sucks. He's the worst goalie
2: start. in the league. He's absolutely the worst Bet- goalie. <laughs> in the- He's the worst goalie I've ever seen in my life. He's terrible. Honestly, He's I'm better drunk in <laughs> my driveway playing street hockey. <laughs>
5: Let's try to fly through the baseball here quickly. The Dodgers swept the Giants. Good weekend for the Giants in San Francisco. The uh, Dodgers have won seven in a row now. Friday night, Trevor Bauer was yelling at the fans to start booing him more, says that it fuels him. Scott Casimir, out of nowhere to start for the Giants on Saturday. He was promptly uh, greeted by Max Muncie with a home run that still hasn't landed yet in San Francisco Bay. Gabe Kapler knows that the Giants got... Their ass beat this weekend.
3: Uh, I think first eight? and foremost, uh, we're, we're acknowledging the fact that, um, you know, we got, we got beat every which way in this series. Get your um, ass beat. They, they made more pitches than us. They got more big hits than us. They played better defense, converted more plays into outs than, than we did. Um, and, you know, when that happens, the only thing to do is to get back up quickly off the mat and quickly turn the page and, and get ready for, for the next game, and that's what we'll do.
2: I mean, do you remember how we've talked over and over about at some point they'll fade and they'll fall off with all their old players and all their, they haven't had injuries and that in August they're doomed and the Padres and Dodgers are going to blow them out of the water. You know why I know now that that's a certainty? Because they brought out the Led Zeppelin cashmere on Saturday night. I mean, <laughs> what is going on? I thought that guy was like he ran a forest service or something now. Where is Scott Cashmere? <laughs> Where the F did they find him hey, uh, to pitch on you know you got problems when you're starting a guy who hasn't played in six years.
5: I have no idea. I was stunned when I saw Scott Kazmir was pitching for the Giants on what? Saturday night. Unbelievable! The Yankees swept the White Sox. A huge weekend yeah, from Glaber Torres. Yeah, Their starting boy. pitching continues to dominate. Ooh. Now Aaron Judge felt that the Yankees were uh, playing very loose right now. They've won a bunch of games in a row, but we need to hear from Tony Larusa. Because even though the White Sox got swept, Scotty, he's not upset about it. Uh, you know, they had a great effort. Here's Tony, not upset at all.
2: Well, the thing is, we did it here in Yankee Stadium. That's what we've been doing. I mean, it's, just, it's the effort that we've had, you know, for April and May. We didn't change anything, and that's that's encouraging to get, you know, didn't get overawed by the moment or anything. Just, that's the point. We just, we were ourselves. Uh you know, had a real chance to win, too. What? Have God, I'm going to crash my car. The other team did. They did better than we did three times. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't even take it. It was like molasses.
5: It is. I'll tell you what I learned about the White Sox this weekend, Scotty. They're a fraudulent team. They're not very good. And they're going to pile up wins in that awful division. They're going to beat up on the Indians and the Twins and the Royals and the Tigers all year long. When they get to October, and when they play teams like the Yankees or the Astros, I'm telling you they're going to lose. They're not as good as advertising with the White Sox, for me right, right now at least. You're right. Uh, the pa- the Padres continue to roll. Fernando Tatis Jr. Friars. with the Grand Slam as they sweep the homestand 9-0 Here's what? Tatis Jr. afterwards on the Padres win streak.
4: I mean, all the confidence of the world. But what can I say? We, um, The thing is that everybody's putting the work in. And uh, it's every day we come in more hungry of what we have been doing. And, uh, you know, we have been get, getting a great feeling. And uh, as a matter of fact, we keep doing it every single day.
2: I mean, 9 and 0 oh on the Homestead. They are badass, that team. I love that team.
5: The uh, Cubbies took two out of three from the Cardinals in St. Louis. Javi Baez with the two-run homer in the 10th last night. Gave them Sunday night baseball. The Rays have now won 11 in a row after beating the Jays this afternoon. The Rangers swept the Astros. Nice job by them. They had a walk-off on Sunday. The Marlins take two out of three from the Mets. Who are just losing players by the hour? Uh, Jacob DeGrom, though, should be back for them tomorrow night against the Rockies. Braves beat the Pirates. Angels avoided a sweep against the A's. The Nationals swept the Orioles. Tonight's games. Let's go, Scotty. Time is is precious right now. The Phillies are in Miami against the Marlins. They've got Rogers on the mound. Minus a buck thirty for Miami. The Indians in Detroit tonight. They've got Spencer Turnbull. On the mound, minus a buck 32. The Rockies are at City Field against the Mets. The Orioles go to Minnesota against the Twins, and the Padres are in Milwaukee against the Brewers.
2: Yeah, I love Rodgers tonight. I'm on the Marlins. They're my number two play. I already hit the Rays today. I'm taking uh, Turnbull and the Tigers over to Tribe in Camarican, Detroit, Rock City. Mets, easy tonight over the Rockers, getting involved, a win at City. And then uh, Orioles, Twins. I'm taking the O's. On the streets, San Diego, my number one play. I say they get it done with Blake Snell tonight against Woodruff in Brewtown. And then I know there's two other ones. The White Sox are taking on the Cardinals. I'm going to go White Sox on the south side. They'll recover from the sweep in the Bronx. And then uh, Seattle's taking on the A's in the ashtray in Oakland, and I'm going to go A's there.
5: Kikuchi on the mound for Seattle tonight, Scotty. Our boy Kikuchi against Montas. Former Major League catcher Eric Kratz alleges that the Rockies used the same uh, sign-stealing system as the Astros in 2018. Matt Wieters, the Todd father, and Matt Kemp are on the USA baseball roster for Olympic qualifying. Good luck to them. You mean the grandfather
2: team that they're going to send to Tokyo? I mean, Jesus, (laughs) could they be any older or washed up? I'm always in New York City. Carver High, afraid to stay in the city to watch the Penguins and Islanders jumping on that 610 <laughs> train afraid. out to Femme Island. Oh, God. What, what,
5: you, you. what am I afraid of? You what fascist. am I afraid of?
2: You're oh, afraid that? of crime and violence in the city. You're afraid of what might oh. be lurking around the corner. Some of those Omaha oh, beat yeah. fans <laughs> waiting to hit you. They're coming. <laughs> High school basketball powerhouses from uh, all over the country forming a national league set to begin in uh, this season, apparently. Oak Hill, IMG down in Bradenton, all the best schools. Uh, Mont Verde, there's a ton of great schools going to be playing in this thing. All the best players. Uh, John Cena's WWE return being discussed for the first SmackDown with live fans bring Cena back into the fold. Ex-Michigan State player Keith Appling arrested today in connection with a fatal shooting. Oh, Keith, the future not looking bright. And then how about this one? Neek, Dominique Wilkins claims he was turned away at a fancy Atlanta restaurant over the weekend because of uh, the color of his skin. The restaurant claims it was because of the outfit he was wearing. He wasn't living up to their dress code. And Neek said it was because he was black. It all got involved after that. And here's a study. Our brain has a way of telling us if we should hate someone immediately after we meet them. Now, this is clearly accurate because I hate Harvard High's guts tonight going into Game 5. All I have to do is look at him. I'm looking at you right now, and I hate you. I hate you forever. I hate you in Game 5. I hope you miss your train. I hate you in game six in that smelly urinal you play in out in Strong Island. And I hate you in game seven. Don't even talk to me. Don't look at me. I'll punch you in the face.
5: Listen. Make me sick. Big game tonight. 3-1 Islanders, baby. Who knows? That would be big Mafia, going I know there's three something.
2: Two. That would be Mafia, big. Mafia, there's got to be something there. You got a last-second thing you got to have Carver High do so he can't make that 6-10 train. There's got to be something. Game okay, time decisions next. See tonight at 10 on the bench. Good night.
3: The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.